Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening, folks. Thank you very, very much for listening. Day today is the 1st of November, year of our Lord 2022. Welcome to yet another edition of the Bonnie Cardigan Show presented by The Athletic. I'm, of course, joined by the on-again, off-again man who wears the cardigan, James Edwards III of The Athletic. James, we are recording this on Halloween. Happy Halloween. You are also wearing a costume, technically. Let's be respectful. I'm wearing... It's not a costume, I guess. It's How a, would you describe it? I'm wearing an MF Doom mask and hoodie. Yes, you are. Shout out to Doomed. He, this is the day that they, uh, when he died a year ago or two years ago, mm-hmm. they announced it later. Like, I think they announced it on Christmas or the last day of the year, but he passed away on Halloween. Yeah. Which kind of only fueled the uh, conspiracies that he's not actually dead because it would be such an MF Doom thing to do. But the fact that they said he died on Halloween, the mask, the villain, I'm assuming he actually is dead. I don't want to play around with that. But yeah, he's. Today's MF Doom Day. It's also Halloween, so uh, rest in peace to the the my favorite rapper of all time. And not to get ahead of ourselves and jump the gun here, but he will be joining us in the outro of today's episode. Yeah, this is one of my favorite beats I ever made, and I did. It's on my beat tape album that nobody's heard. I mixed it a little bit to make it a little bit more usable as an actual outro, which you will see what I mean when you Ooh. actually go back. And I had to do it because if I just played it the way that it was, it was going to be difficult. But anyways, James, before we get into a bunch of stuff today, I had an idea yesterday. And since this is the start of the pod, and I know this is where the most people are going to be listening, and I want people to give us feedback on this, I have an idea. I was watching this Pistons-Warriors game last night, and, and something clicked in my brain. You know, the NIL is kind of the wild, wild west still. We don't really know what the rules are. We don't really know what schools, what companies, what people are and are not allowed to do. And I'm sure somebody's already done this and thought about this, maybe even executed the idea. But what if we did some homework and looked at all the guys who could potentially go in like the second round, right? The potentially undrafted late second round guys. Start an agency? We give them an NIL deal so that way, you know, we have somebody who, when they make it to the league, we get them, we keep having them on the show as a recurring thing. Maybe the Pistons pick them up. You know what I mean? I don't remember what our, what our seconds are looking like this year. What are they looking like? (laughs) I don't remember. Well, this will be part of the homework, I suppose. So I haven't fleshed it out a ton. We'll give them some merch. We'll pump some money into them because we can do that. Uh, That way we just have an NBA connect even if they don't end up. Can we do that? Because that was my first thought as you're saying all this. It's like he's wasting his breath because who's going to pay for this? See, this is I don't think journalistically the athletic is going to give a. I don't think they would green light it. So it's coming out of one of our pockets, and the Lost and Found ones are coming out this month, as well as the Zion Voodoo Low ones, as well as the Amamanir Jordan 4. So 
I'm not paying for NIL. If you, <laughs> I'm going to be well, busy this month. Here's the thing. This is what I was thinking is if it's somebody who's on the margins enough, right, could even be like a draft and stash guy. Who like might a Jason a Preston. Exactly. He would have been the perfect NIL guy. A hundred percent. You could, what do you think, 500 bucks, chip in 250 a piece? I think we. I think that's doable. But then that has to be some sort of a consistent thing. That's not a one-time thing where you just give no. him $500 and then you have him forever. So no. we would have to really think about it. But do you get where I'm going with this? I like where your head is at. Um, it's tough to pull off, though. I think that we would, uh, That that's a venture for when we're both millionaires. That's valid. That's yeah. completely valid. But I think okay. it's a venture. Keep that in your back pocket. Cool. We'll sit on it. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about it off the pod because I think my head's in the right space. I just don't. The execution's a little bit iffy to me. Okay. Had a few games happen since the last episode. We're going to talk about that in this entire episode. But the first thing that we need to cover today, James, the Detroit Pistons have extended Boyan Bogdanovich. Two years, $39.1 million. Yeah, and it's essentially a one-year extension, and it's about as good as the Pistons. Like, it's a home run signing. Um, he'll make – I forget the numbers. I think it's 19 the first year, 18 the second year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was told per sources that the second year is partially guaranteed. So if he's – they only owe him $2 million if he's waived by July 24th, I Which believe. Which won't be. Which he might not be, but he could be used in a trade, and another team could capitalize on that. Um, and then also, I mean, yeah, the Pistons were going into the summer with likely the most cap space, but Boyan would have been one of the most coveted role players right. um, in the open market. So to lock him down for at least another year, uh, two if they, I mean, yeah, at minimum another year, they have the flexibility, still another flexible deal that the Pistons have pulled off. Um, listen, those European cats, man, they want to get paid. They come here to get paid. And the destination for most those European cats does not necessarily matter. Um, some of them come from places that they're just happy to be out of. So they like their coworkers. They like the atmosphere and environment that they're in. They're getting paid. Like, Boyan probably could have signed with a, a championship team next year. Yeah. Lakers have cap space. But he got paid now. So... Uh, he's been phenomenal. Uh, the Pistons, I, I think I said it on here. I know I wrote it at the Athletic, but when they traded him, they didn't trade him with the idea of like we're going to flip him at the deadline for an asset. Right. Like they wanted to get an extension done, and they got it done sooner than I think any of us expected. Is it true that that was what was backing some teams off? Was that they had to probably yes, extend him? That was. Did somebody report that, or how did you I know be- that? I, I believe so. I'm pretty sure I read. Okay. That. Yeah. 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 No, that's been. Uh, that's that was a thing. I think that is the reason his market wasn't as uh, lucrative uh, because he wanted an extension. And I'm sure if teams see what how the extension Detroit gave him, they're probably kicking themselves. Right. Um, okay. Now this does bring me, unfortunately, to the conversation that you always hate having with me. Uh, and I'm I'm we're somewhere between having to spend 30 seconds on this, potentially 10 minutes on this. James, I've been trying to bring this up for two years. I've been trying to warn people for two years. Uh, I think I've, I, if memory serves, like a year ago, I went on some rant about how Troy needs to start having some misses because drafting as well as he does gets expensive really quick. Um, you have Sadiq extension looming. You have the Isaiah extension looming. You have Killian's future uh, looming. And, and even if you extend him, he's not going to cost that much. But at least Sadiq and Isaiah, they're going to cost some money, right? So this just brings me back to my point of what are we supposed to do? 
because I don't understand how this team is going to be able to sign anybody because we drafted too many good guys. Yeah, I see where your head is at. I don't think they have a lot of cap space coming uh-huh. up these next few years. Um, Isaiah is going to – he's going to get paid, but he's not going to get paid. Like, I, I would right. be surprised if he makes – like, I see Isaiah in probably, like, the seven to nine per year range. I was going to ask if it was, like, ten, so sure. Yeah, I mean, maybe yeah. that's even possible. I see Sadiq in probably the 12, 12 to, to 14 range. Sure. Yeah, the, the good old Luke Kennard. <laughs> um I mean, and then you save a max slot for Cade. You don't have to worry about Dern and Ivy for a long time still. It'll be fine. I just hate it because when you, as soon as the second that the ink dries on that extension, they become even more tradable. Then, then the reality of, oh, wait, these salaries can actually match a lot of stuff a lot easier becomes a, and then the whole, like, are we just going to blow it up to go get the, the Jalen Browns of the world? Like, is that going to happen? So the, the, the further down the timeline we move, the more money that gets shelled out, the more insufferable I think I'm going to become because I'm just going to be perpetually worried that something's going to pop off. I mean, something could pop off, but my guess is it would be something that you'd be in favor of. Um, and That's also, I think, like, point. Troy rubs me as a guy that, like, I want to, like, win with my guys. Like, yeah, he's not going to turn down a no-brainer trade, but, like, I think it's going to take a lot. Like, I don't think as long as Troy is here, Isaiah Stewart will ever get traded. What do you think is the craziest trade that he's gotten offered? Well, I guess we kind of know. Do you think Bagley's probably the, the biggest thing that got offered for Sadiq, and he said no to that? I'd be curious what he's been offered for Cade or what the craziest thing he was offered for the number one pick. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know specifics. Or even five for Ivy. Or five. Well, yeah, there was some crazy stuff there. I'm sure. Yeah, 100%. Uh, but I imagine okay. one was probably crazier. The Bogdanovich thing is out of the way. Now we do have to talk about some sad news. Uh, Hamadou Diallo launched, well, not launched himself, fell onto Jalen Duran's ankle, 200 pounds, came screaming down. That did not look good. Hated that. What's going on? Yeah, Duran, uh, well, first, before we go there, I did a profile on Jalen Duran that is up on The Athletic right now. Talk to people from his past. You can learn about his rise from a man among boys to a freak among men and learn who he is as a person. Really enjoyed writing that story. Really good stuff in there. Good stories about Jalen Duran. Uh, yeah, his ankle is in bad shape. Uh, he couldn't really put – we were in the locker room post game. He couldn't really put pressure on it. He was helped into the locker room and kind of just like had to hobble around his chair. Um, he did not make the trip to Milwaukee. You guys are listening to this on Tuesday. We recorded Monday. We've already played the Bucks. Yeah. yeah, they they played the first Bucks game. They played the Bucks again on Wednesday. But he didn't make the trip to Milwaukee, so he's going to be likely miss both games. Yes, they play the Bucks Monday and Wednesday. No, this means I'm realizing this in real time. I'm it's sure you've Super already. <laughs> no, I'm sure because we're going to lose. I'm sure you've already pointed this out. But this means it has to be New Orleans Noel's music, right? Yeah, yeah. Break yes. glass. You'd stone cold. Yes. You, he yeah. was actually on the bench for the Warriors game. I almost texted you and was like, oh, my God, he's there. He's been on the bench all the games. I swear he hasn't been. Oh, I mean, some games on the road he's riding the bike in the tunnel, but he's always dressed. He's always dressed. Uh, yeah, so I'd imagine we, New Orleans Noel makes his debut. And, uh, yeah, I think the the hope out of Pistons land is like it's just a regular sprain like a misses a week or two as opposed to like the the, the Reggie Jackson grade three mm-hmm. uh 
it didn't seem i remember seeing reggie's grade three and like i don't it reggie's reaction was much worse than duran's uh, but duran is also like twice the size so yeah i think this, uh, sprained ankles are tricky man they're, don't they're really they tricky. don't they always say with a grade three that you're better off just breaking it yes it i've be heard wrong. that before i've heard yeah. that before because yeah. you have to the swelling around so many ligaments uh when you have a grade three like it almost takes longer to heal than uh, if you just straight break it and get surgery you have a shout out to give uh from the warriors game pregame shout oh, out to uh tim ballinger uh who was rocking the b and c hoodie tim's always at the games uh, always great whenever, dude. Well, yeah. Whenever I leave, uh, Dwayne Kess- Dwayne Kessie's, I've been playing too much FIFA. <laughs> Dwayne Casey's uh, pregame uh, presser, like Tim's right there by the tunnel getting autographs and stuff, and he was rocking the BNC hoodie. So shout out to Tim. Thank you. That reminds me. Speaking of FIFA, we haven't talked about this. Are you just real quick? Are you amped for the World Cup, or are you just kind of like whatever? I am excited for the World Cup. I am going to miss like league play because I love my Tottenham Hotspur, but yeah. Uh, I'm very excited for the World Cup. I, I'm kind of annoyed though that it's got pushed to like the fall winter because it's normally it a summer sense. thing. When yeah, but it makes sense. I mean, yeah, I get it. But like as a somebody who has a teacher schedule, I would have very much loved for it to be <laughs> <laughs> to be during the summer. Yeah, it's wild because I think, and I could be wrong about this, but this is just what they were saying during one of the games I was watching the other day. I think it's the the Saturday after Thanksgiving. I think it's the Michigan Ohio State game, and the U.S. plays England. I don't even know who I'm going to root for in that game. Sorry, that match. You guys don't call it games. Yeah, but why? Why? Because you're English or something? Yeah, yeah. The blood of my countrymen, England. Yeah. C- come on, fam. Well, I'm also goofing. Of course, I'm going to root for the no, U.S. You're, not. you're a sicko. Shout out to well, I love. Is is Wayne Rooney still playing? Probably not. He's like a hundred. <laughs> no, he's years actually old. a manager now for in the MLS. <laughs> is he really? Yeah. Holy smokes. Okay. All right. Let's get back to the Pistons. Uh, Beef we stew talked, baller. Well, first I want to hit on this. We talked last week about how one of the irrational things that frustrates me about Cade is his unselfishness, where I know you can get a bucket. It's the first quarter. Please just do it. Don't wait until there's seven minutes left to get 18 points. Like, just do it now. The first Atlanta game, he scores 20-plus in the first quarter. Second Atlanta game, he scores 20-plus in the the first quarter. Uh, The Warriors game, I don't remember what the figures were, but he balled, right? It was something that the entire game for the last three games, Cade has been in kill mode the entire, not kill mode, not, not like killing in mode because that would mean that he's he's been in a good mode uh for uh for the for the entire duration of the game um and there have been a few moments where he kind of gets into foul trouble i think it was the second atlanta game it was like you had to keep him out basically the entire fourth quarter which kind of ended up you know sending the things off the rails for us but uh he's been unreal he had the 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 dish to killian uh against golden state that's up there with the lure dime as a passing person yeah thank goodness killian finished the highlight with the because right too. Oh my! No, it was it was, it was a tough finish. No matter what it was, it, it was, was a, a tough. It finish. was a tough finish under the basket. Uh, I don't remember who was on him, but it was probably like Kevon Looney, somebody who was bigger than him, right? So just a just a, a great sequence there. Yeah, uh, Cade has been. It's clear that he. We talk about Cade's IQ, and it shows in a way that I think this these last three games is a like perfect personification of his IQ. The first couple games, he struggled mightily because he kept trying to get to the rim and -hmm. getting his shot blocked against the trees or shooting the three and the three ball wasn't falling. 
last year, and I wrote the story, when Cade got to the mid-range, that's his happy place. And it, I don't think it's a coincidence that he's gotten to the mid-range a shit ton more the last three games, and the <laughs> guy is just balling out of his mind. And I made the point last night. Like, we all talk about, like, is he Luka Doncic? Is he post-injury Paul George? I'm like, he might be, like, 30-year-old DeMar DeRozan at 21. Like, what if he's just the heir? I'm going to write this piece Tuesday for Wednesday. Is Cade Cunningham the heir to DeMar DeRozan's mid-range throne? Like, I haven't looked at the numbers yet, but I can imagine that, like, Cade is – I mean, he's as efficient as it comes in the mid-range, but, like – that 30-year-old DeMar was, like, a really underrated playmaker. He was methodical. He lost a little bit of his athleticism. Cade's not the most athletic, but, like, nobody could stop him from getting a shot in the mid-range. There's a lot of similarities. And Pistons fans, before you freak out, DeMar DeRozan's an all-NBA player, uh, and I think Cade has more upside as a defender, which puts him in, like, numerous all-NBAs. Like, I hope you do not take that as a slight. DeMar DeRozan is one of the most underrated best players of the last yeah. 10 years. Maybe it's just because we're on the same page with us. Do you think you need to explain that? I feel yes, like people would. Because there so? were people in my mention saying, like, Kate is going to so far surpass DeMar DeRozan. I'm like, uh, like we're talking about a guy who might be a Hall of Famer. Let's relax. Just had 20,000 points the other yeah. night. Shout out to Pop for to calling do. a timeout after yes. he made it, too. That was really cool. 100%. Yeah, those elbow jumpers from Cade, every single time he puts it up, it's the it's the, it's similar to anytime Stu puts up a three and you're like, oh, that's cash. Anytime he pulls up from the elbow, I'm like, wow. Yeah, nice. elbow, the uh, baseline, the baseline middies are cash too. Yeah. Cage just he's gotten he's he knows where he can get his shot off and he's gotten there and it's gotten him going. And it's even helped him at the rim a little bit too. There has been some chippiness with the officials in our last couple games. The last week was pretty rough uh as far as the officiating went against Detroit. Thoughts on that? Yeah, one of the Atlanta games was one of the worst officiated games I saw. I think uh, it was the first one, right? Yeah, like Cage's dunk on a Kongo, like that wasn't even a foul. Mm-hmm. It probably should have been a flagrant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, but for the record, I had actually turned it off at that point because I was like, I, we are just, we were getting the. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I was like, I'm good. I don't need to keep watching this. So I actually missed that because it was in the last like five minutes of the game. Um, I tell you what, I don't know what the math on this would suggest. I haven't looked into this at all. Uh, go figure on the bunny, the bunny cardigan show where nobody does the heavy lifting and nobody does the homework. I don't know what the math on this. We need would a, be. We need an intern. Because <laughs> I wanted to, but I was like, this would just take so long, and it's not that serious. I feel like, A, our home games are always on Sundays against Golden State. It always feels like it's a Sunday matinee, which is like the worst game ever. Sunday at like noon is the worst game ever. And they uh, always play Golden State tough. We, always. Yeah. Always. Like, going into this game, I was like, cool, no Clay, no, no Iguodala, no Dante DiVincenzo. I was like, this – actually might be kind of free also we have to talk about the teal because the teal is officially back oh, shit yeah. um really quick I, though let's keep let's Sadiq and isaiah Sadiq balled out of his mind against golden state i think 29 should have had 32 mm-hmm. but the improperly the three was taken away those two getting to the free throw line is a massive development uh Stu yes. shot a career high 11 against the warriors he had the best game of his career yes Everybody that's like, should we end the three-point experiment? He's four for his last ten. Like, and, like, let's relax. And the first couple games, I've said it before, like, just the baddest of breaks. Like, everything was bouncing in and out. But he's getting to the line, which is kind of like, we talk about, like, his limitations athletically, and it, it hurts him sometimes scoring inside against bigger guys. But, like, if he's getting to the line that much, that, like, negates a lot of those 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 misses. And same with Sadiq. Like, he's getting a lot of and ones. He's finishing through contact. 
I think Sadiq has had a good year. Like, I know he just had his, like, big breakout game, but I think he's fit in well. I think he's played the right way for most of the, uh, most of the season. And he's kind of just done what the team has asked. And he got opportunities. They, they, he had more opportunities than Ivy, and the Warriors win, and he capitalized on them. And I think those two have been really good. Um, and obviously, I mean, Bogey's just been a bucket. Like, yeah. that was a quiet night against the Warriors, and I think he still had 22. We had, yeah, four guys uh, with 20-plus. Uh, with the Isaiah thing... I mean, you just at least hope that he's making them because I think it was that Knicks game that he was getting to the line, but he was just smoking everything. And then to be fair, I think the whole literally team everybody was. was. Yeah, everybody yeah. was. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. just exclusive to him because like Hamadou was in there, uh, Jalen Dern was in there. Sadiq missed some. I tell you, let me tell you something about Hamadou. For a guy that you know doesn't have that much like status or rapport in the league, certainly talks to the refs like he does. Like he yeah, will he does. pop off. And I like it because it's like, yeah, man, get fired up. Like, I love it. But I'm also like, I don't know, you're not like LeBron. So you're not going to get every single call. There's um, stuff I wish I could share on here that like, I talked to him about in the postgame locker room. But, like, he gets hit a lot. I mean, he tries to dunk on everybody, too. Right. Yeah. I tell you what. the He's uh, actually, the agenda's kind of been good. He's actually been all right. Like, outside of his, like, transition defense, like, he's been pretty, like, he's been cutting well. He's been... He's been pretty effective in his minutes. Like, I think it's going to be hard to keep him out of the rotation even when Burks comes back. Like, I would find some minutes for him. I think he's been all right. It's interesting to me. It's, it's, it is shocking to me that James is the one being like, I think, I think there's no, some no, no, minutes no. for somewhere for this guy. No, 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 no. There's not. I'm not saying he should play over, play over Burks. I'm saying, like, I think Dwayne will find minutes for Hami to play. Yeah. Uh, when is the? I guess I don't need to keep asking every week about Alec Burks. He will get here when he gets here. It's, we're a yeah, long ways Dwayne away. Dwayne doesn't fine. even know. Uh, yeah, he said I'm, Bagley's progressing at the uh, at a good pace too. That's who I meant to ask about. Uh, the Stewart thing, though, with the whole should we end the three point experiment thing? First of all, obviously not, uh, as evidenced by everything that you just said. Now, admittedly, when he did start the first couple games and was like like four of fifty, like every single one, and we talked about this last week. It was frustrating because every single one was just barely rimming out, like all of them. It always was just it was on the margins. It was so close, and I did during one of the games kind of think to myself like do they have a conversation with him and just go like, hey, maybe stop doing it a little bit? But at the same time, it's not like it's ever in an inopportune time. He's only no. ever doing it when he's on the wing or, you know, wide open. the break, completely wide open. Yeah. And it's just a matter of the shot not falling. And, you know, there are dudes on the on the opposing broadcasts, whether it's Stacey King or, I tell you what, Dominique Wilkins was ripping into Hamadou. He was like, he's having a bad night and kind of stinks. And I was like, Dominique, <laughs> relax. But they always say the same thing about Isaiah. I guess that's not true. They said completely opposite things. Stacy King was like, "You don't want to let him take keep taking this shot. Like, you need to get up on him." And then Dominic Wilkins was like, "You live with him taking that shot because he's not very good." I think Drew Gooden was also uh, respectful of Isaiah's uh, ability to to hit off the catch because you see, you see the form. Like, mm-hmm. I I understand at the end of the day to say someone's a good shooter, the shots have to go in. I understand that. Mechanically, when you see the form, though, it's as good as anybody on the roster. Like, he has mechanically, his form is probably better than everybody's except livers and bogeys. He has a better mechanical form than Cade and Sadiq. He's Corey's is pretty good. Corey's is pretty good. Um, like, I remember I said something to John Beeline the other day, and I was like, have you ever had a guy – that this like in his whole career leading up had never really shot in threes, but has a shot that looks like that. He's like, no, he's like, there's, it's perfect. His shot is perfect. And I'm like, 
in my head, I'm like, he just has to get used to what he's doing. Like, it yeah. takes a couple games to, like, there's a difference shooting in an open gym, uh, getting ball, getting the ball past you when, than when you're running up and down defending men twice your size and then have to shoot a three. Like, yep. it takes a second to get used to. And I just think, like, I think Isaiah's been good this year. I know every – like, even – I don't even want to go to the rim-protecting stats because people only see, like – Duran is a – Duran is uh, – his presence is flamboyant, right? Like, he mm-hmm. gets up high. He smashes it off the glass. Isaiah's is a little more subtle. But, like, that doesn't mean Isaiah's the worst rim-protector. Like – the team score when Darren's on the floor too. And Darren has been good. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying like Isaiah has been a pretty good this season, like multiple games. He's been good. And I just thought that um, he's rebounding while he's one of the top 10 in the league. Um, he's getting to the free throw line. The shots starting to come around, which I always yeah. knew it would. And uh, yeah, like I think he was phenomenal against the Warriors. And I think that's like a good matchup for him. Like obviously they use Draymond smaller guy. Looney like has to, want to bang with him the whole game. Uh, but, yeah, man, like, I, I thought they played their best basketball game, obviously, against the Warriors. But, like, offensively, they've been pretty good the last few games. It's just the defense has been horrific. Uh, pretty tough. Yeah. yeah. And I think, that, I, I think that changes when Bagley comes back and they're able to play two bigs a little bit more. Back to the teal real quick, just Let's to give my official, uh, yeah – yeah. yeah, the answer is just yeah. yeah just just only the court is so good. Like just everybody, the whole roster. I bet even Buddy Bayheim looks sweet in those uniforms. Like they all just like because I remember when they first got announced, I was like, oh man, Kate's gonna look so good. Like oh oh, but even Hollywood is gonna look sweet. And you're like, the uniforms are just good. They're gonna make everybody look awesome. But fans even, are like, so those- sick. Dude, even the little quarter zips that they got Dwayne and Jordan wearing. And I tell you what, you know what happened when Ty Jerome checked in last night? Out loud, I said, there he is, the guy who James could give a bucket to. And I then almost the tweeted se- something. And then the second thought that I had was when <laughs> when we hired Jerome Allen, and for two weeks I kept calling him Ty Jerome <laughs> oh, on accident. Yeah. And it was, it was not on purpose. It was a complete no. accident, but I kept calling him Ty Jerome. And then I think I did it a few times on purpose as a goof. But um, I was bummed not getting to see Dante. I love the... Love the teal. I love the um, what the the, the black jerseys. I don't remember what if those are the statements. Yeah, the statement jerseys. I like them. I I think they I, look I like, them I, like I was telling people they look better in person. Um, you want to know the sickest tweet of the week I got? Sickest? Oh, oh, is this a new segment? Sickest, sickest oh, tweet of the week presented sickest, by James. Yeah, sickest tweet of the week. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. So... Duran obviously missed the re- 
or wait, did he miss? No, he missed the game. No, he missed the return of the teal, right? With the was that the illness game? When was that? The first Atlanta Ivy game? missed. Ivy missed. I'm sorry. Return. What did I say, Duran? Wait. Yes, I yeah. meant Ivy. Yeah. So I think, but somebody tweeted to me like, "Is Ivy gonna play?" And I like, I had already mentioned like he was questionable. Like, so I like did like a smart ass quote tweet thing. Mm-hmm. Then he like laughed. The, the guy laughed. He's like, "Ha He's like, "My bad, my bad." He's like, "I just don't want Ivy to miss out on the teal night." And I'm like, "Fans like want to <laughs> see these guys like rock the jersey." Like that's just so like. I don't want him to miss out on teal night. He doesn't care. <laughs> it's like Jay fam, Ivy does not care. There's nine more teal nights, fam. Yeah, which sucks though, because that's not that many. Trust me, I was in that arena. The teal is not gonna. Uh, this is not me reporting. I. I think I reported in the story they have the option to extend it beyond a year. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100% sure on that, so don't quote me. But this is not – I can guarantee this won't be the last year of the deal. The – I mean, the whole – they had a Santa pop-up outside it. You look around the arena, there's teal everywhere. Santa made a uh, – Santa Detroit had made a – Oh, sauna. Sauna, sorry. I thought you were saying like a Santa Claus pop-up. Oh, no, no, was no, like sauna. in October. They made it – no, no, They made a teal – they had a teal pop-up, which was – they had some fire yeah. merch. Uh, my favorite thing, and I tweeted this last on Sunday night. My favorite, one of my underrated favorite things about the teal coming back is on the jumbotron. So obviously they use the horse logo for the Pistons. Yeah, but they also use the opposing team's logo from that they era too. They use the too. old Golden State logo. They use the old Golden State logo last yeah. night. They used the old like Steve Smith Hawks logo when the yeah. Hawks played. I, that was really cool. I like that touch. So when I was because I the, the the streams that I watch. Uh, Instead of going to commercial, they cut commercial. They cut to a, a, the the in stadium feed. So when I texted you last night, and I was like, "Oh, Baby Tron's there!" It was because I could see they were showing him on the jumbotron, right? So I always get I to always see wonder the that because you'll always be like, "I can't believe he's there." I'm like, "How do you know that? You're not supposed to know that." Did you watch the little dog, uh, America's Got Talent, jumping over basketballs and stuff during one of the, the timeouts yesterday? No, nah, I kind of zoned out. I like looked up and like saw his ass as I Some... like walked <laughs> off the floor. So one of the reasons here's a, here's a take about the teal why I like them so much, and this actually is getting me excited to see them wear the big Sean jerseys, the green ones. Sorry, yeah, don't don't take the podcast I gotta take down. The mask off. Yeah, sorry. We know that the green jerseys exist. Don't don't you know take our podcast down, Pistons. But. Uh, I like them so much because I feel like I'm watching a different team. And even and I don't mean that in the sense that like I don't want to be watching the Pistons, but there's something really refreshing about like seeing a basketball team that has all my players but they're like wearing different uniforms so it just feels like it's a, a, a like a refreshed team. I don't know how to describe this, but I hope no, this I makes like sense. I, I it's actually I like the way you just I like the way you said it cuz it is certainly like like I'm used to the white You're and blue. too young to like you don't remember the teal. No. I was like, I like barely remember the teal. Like I was born in '92. Like I barely remember the teal. Yeah. Uh, but like I remember like when you just watching like film after the game sometimes and are seeing seeing clips on TV. It almost has like that '90s nostalgia. It's not as nostalgic in the arena, mm-hmm. but like when you watch on TV, like it looks kind of like grainy. Like it was on like the WB in like the late '90s or like on UPN. Well, I saw they took some, like, photos. The The Pistons were taking photos, and I don't know if they were using actual film or they just put some, like, filter or something over. But it, everything, of the, the promotion, the rollout of everything was very retro and, and really, really cool. Yeah. Um, you watching the Jazz recently? I have not watched a lick of them, no. Oh, I'm, I'm uh, 2-0 in three of our four fantasy leagues. 
I can't stop. Are you really? I cannot stop watching the Utah Jazz. Kelly Olynyk is legit winning them games. Laurie Markkinen isn't a meme. He's like a legit NBA player. Colin Sexton's been fine. I think he's been fine. Yeah, he's kind of not been as good as I thought it would be, but Laurie's been balling from the. Been, I, I watch the condensed highlights like every night of all teams, but like yeah, yeah, he's looked good. No, he's been legit insane. Like just Mr. Right Place at the right time. Um, I don't. I guess I haven't really been. Is Mike Conley? What's Mike Conley doing? He's been fine. You got any Clippers takes? I think I may be wrong about the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, I had Kawhi as my MVP. That was dumb. Um, Every single fantasy draft, we were like, "Do we want to? Do we want to take Kawhi? Do we want to? Shouldn't have taken Kawhi? Do we want to do it? Yeah, yeah. They, I think they'll be fine. I think they'll get it together. Uh, the Lakers will not get it together. The Lakers stink. I tell yeah, I, but I don't understand if that if that report was true about them being offered Russell Westbrook. I'm sorry, it was like a for Bogdanovich. The Lakers were going to give them Russell Westbrook and stuff, and the Lakers were going to get, like, Rudy Gay, Bogdanovich, and stuff, and the Lakers said, no, I don't get that at all. Uh, Yeah, I don't know if that's 100% true. I know that I could see why the Lakers may have hesitation just because they signed Bogey to an extension. Like, they're going to finally have cap space next year with Russ coming off, and, like, maybe that was, like, a fear. I don't know. But also I think, like – they still haven't used those two first-round picks, and like everybody with a brain knows that they're not going to be good in 2026, 20, 2028, or whatever those picks are. You know, my uh, chimp dumb brain for the last week was like, oh, my God, wait, the Lakers, Rob Palenka knows what he's doing. They're stealth tanking so they can give LeBron Victor Wembanyama. They don't even own the pick. I already told you. We're going to see Wemby and Zion and Brandon Ingram together, and the whole world is going to watch the Pelicans every He's night. going to be a spur. He's going to be a spur. No, he's going to be a Pelican. They got to give Pop something to, like, rest his laurels on, and then he can ride off into the sunset and give the team to – it wouldn't even be Becky Hammond anymore. I don't know who it would be. I actually wouldn't mind Wemby being a spur. Like, I would. Because I think it would help him. Like, I don't think he would have, like – the attention's kind of getting nutty already. Uh, like, I think that would help It's cooled him. down a little bit, I think. As the league announces, it's going to broadcast every one of his French games. <laughs> I just mean in the sense that at least for the next, you know, it, it, it's two, three months, we're going to have the World Cup, the, the the World Series, college basketball is going to come back, the NBA is going to be in full swing, the NFL playoffs will start eventually. There's going to be so much to talk about. I feel like it'll kind of go under the radar a little bit. And then, you know, once it's like all-star break post-all-star and teams like us have nothing else to talk about except for the Scoot Hendersons and Victor Wembenyamas of the world, um, then I think it'll ramp back up. But I think it'll die for a little bit. I kind of just did not like the the contradiction the league is sending. Uh, hey teams, we're we're harshly going to watch and penalize tanking, but here's all of Victor's games for everybody to watch. But here is literally everything to rile your fans up. I don't yeah. understand Adam Silver's take about how tanking like doesn't work and it's ineffective and we need to do something about it. Nobody is ever going to be able to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Sam Hinkie was a genius. He was a vis- visionary, a revolutionary, and a genius. The closest thing that that can be done is what kind of people have proposed. You can't get the number one pick in back-to-back years. You can't pick in the top three or whatever back-to-back years. Like that's probably the only way that it can be that it can be uh, preserved. Which side of that are you? I don't hate that. Are you are you more top three or just one? 
I think I can be swayed either way. I'm not a very good independent thinker. Uh, I think it should be just one. You can't pick number one in back-to-back years. Four, like you could still get four though. You know yeah, that's I mean? fine. If you do... But you, if you get four, you probably need it though. My yeah. my thing is like, how do you decipher like? So say a team that got number like all right, say the Pistons got number one the Cade year, and then they got number one the next year. How do you decipher who takes their spot? Is it who lands number two, and then do the well, Pistons drop to two? Like I don't understand that. I didn't. I just think yeah. they wouldn't have any ping pong balls. For I guess, I, but we also don't even know how they do it anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's like the yeah. recipe to Coca Cola. It's like the nuclear secrets. We don't know how they do it. I don't know why it has to be in a closed room. Televise it. No, people know how to do it. Like I told you, I told you. Oh, I'm sorry. I could have went in the room. You can be in the room. You can yeah, be have, in the room. They now. have media. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. You're right. I forgot. Um, still, they should still televise it. I think that leagues have a. Like the first year that they did the All Star Draft, and for some reason it, they did not have the presence of mind. It didn't occur to them that they should maybe televise this. Sometimes I really question if these leagues. Well, you know, know why they don't, right? Why? Because the pageantry. Essentially, what we watch on TV during the lottery is a theatric version of what goes on behind the closed doors. So one can be dressed up a little bit more for TV better. It's basically that's, the same thing. Like that's we're corporate just, commercial nonsense. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. No, <laughs> that's all it is. It's so, for TV. Yeah, yeah, they're just doing it so they can like cut to commercial and be like, "Oh, we'll reveal the top three when we come back." I mean, yes. but they could still do that if if it Mark Tatum was pulling ping pong balls out of a lottery machine. But also, I don't think people would understand how it's done. So it's like, I haven't done, I haven't gone in the room. I always kind of the times I've gone to the lottery, the Pistons have had a like real chance to be number one. So I kind of like needed to be by my phone. Yeah. Um. But it's like number combinations in the people that are representing the teams, like whether it's like George David or Rip Hamilton that go into the room or whatever, they're like giving a they're given a sheet, I believe, with like different number combinations. So like you it's a it's a weird process that like your normal average fan wouldn't understand. Now, could they change (laughs) that process? Like, I don't even fully understand because I haven't witnessed it, but I know there's like number combinations involved in their sheets. and You have to check and see what you know. So, I, I think the way that they do that wouldn't be make great TV. So they dress it up and show us like, yeah, show us. I've that. heard pe- I've heard people talk about this before. You know, just on the subject of things that I wish networks would televise. When it comes to porn owning, <clears throat> when it comes to owning rights for certain games, right? Let's do college football, for example. Who's going to get it? Is it going to... Now, in the future, it'll be CBS that gets the game. But let's pretend that everybody was on the table. I would love to see... Can BET get a Michigan-Ohio State game or something? (laughs) Play it right after the Parkers? (laughs) If it was something like... You know, if we use the Michigan-Ohio State game as an example, I would love to see ESPN, CBS, Fox, all these networks have to try to prioritize which games they want to go after. Like, what game, what college football game is going to go 1-1? Are you taking Auburn-Alabama? Are you taking, you know, Michigan-Ohio State? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You want to see you want to see a draft for... For broadcasts. For broadcasts. Do you think... That's, a, that's such a, Nick, like, take... It, is that not a good idea? You don't like it's that idea? It's just so random. <laughs> it's a very niche thing it's to be entertained by. Uh, do you think my favorite thing I think about growing up is realizing that uh, beef transcends normal people, right? So, like, there's journalism beef. 
there are journalists who don't like each other just because yeah. they all do a really fun job doesn't mean there are some guys who don't like each other. I always watch broadcasts. I always watch these games and I think to myself, is there like, like if the Hornets are in town, I'm using them as an arbitrary example. Are George and Greg like, ugh, these guys, you know what I mean? I'm sure they're like the broadcast team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the color guy and the play-by-play guy. I don't know. It's uh, a good question. It's actually not a bad question. Um, I would imagine that like they put on good faces for each other. I don't know if they oh, have time to hang. I don't know if they have enough time to hang out to get to know other broadcast crews that well. Oh, they go to dinner just like you do with your guys. If nah. you're going to Utah, you're going to hit up Tony Jones and and get a slice, get a. It's steak. a little different because like George and Greg fly with the team, so they have to leave after games. I yeah, that's true. I get to go. I have to wait till the morning. You know what I mean? That's true. And Greg yeah. and all Greg does is golf on the on the road. <laughs> Greg takes his golf clubs with him. I don't know if I ever if I ever mentioned this that when I was working at Nike years ago, Special K was in there. I think you've mentioned that. You've mentioned Gavin Schilling. You've mentioned. Gavin, Derek Nix was the other and one. Derek Nix, yeah. And Derek Nix and Gavin Schilling were the same day, completely unrelated, separated at by different like three times, hours. Right? Yeah. yeah, it was like three hours, and I was my mind was just blown. And at the time, I was a big Gavin Schilling guy. In of retrospect, that's a wild thing to say. Yeah. Uh, Derek Nix ripped at a competition. I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, Derek Nix was nice. And then, like, uh, literally two days later, he was in. Nice. He was good. He was fine. He was also. My cousin texted me. He's been playing in like the. Uh, one of those like tournament like the uh, the like TBT the big three? no not the big three I think he played in the TBT or something. oh the basket yeah, yeah or no yeah. there was like a YouTube hold on Derek Let... Nix is playing YouTube basketball now yeah there was like a <laughs> hold on I forgot what it was called my cousin texted me he's like why is Derek Nix playing in this um, while uh... you're looking that up no it's right here I'm sorry he said why is Derek Nix playing with Babyface Ray on Crew League <laughs> I said I don't even know what Crew League is. Rappers and their friends in a hoop tournament for money. I said, is it on TV? I said, LOL. I also said, Nix is from Detroit. He said, YouTube, LOL. Yeah, I know. It's just funny seeing him on there. Boy, wasn't getting no buckets. Yeah, I don't don't doubt that at all. So apparently there's a Rappers and Friends Hoop League on YouTube. That's wild. He was in it. Well, this is what I was going to say. For our Michigan fans out there, that same Nike that I was working at. Congrats to Michigan fans. Who did they play this week? Michigan State was on a bye, so I didn't watch college football yeah, on Saturday. I don't know. I just know that they won. Congrats. Yeah. Lions were on a bye, too. No football this weekend for anybody, unfortunately. Uh, for our Michigan fans out there, Spike Albrecht had come in there, and this was like two years after their natty against Louisville, I think. Uh, that He was on that team, right? I'm thinking of the right guy. I think he was. Spike yeah. Albrecht? That yeah. sounds right. I think he he was. came in, and one of the dudes I was working with uh, ran up to him with like one of the balls that we, the basketballs that we were selling, and was like, will you sign this? And then after he signed it, he like actually you know bought it and like bought went the basketball. It. And then after that incident, we had a rule because of him that was like, don't bother people when they come in here. Now, to be fair, that rule probably should have already been implemented. But yeah, but like you can't. It's also Spike Albrecht. Yeah, you know like what I mean, probably, it probably made Spike's day. <laughs> <laughs> probably thinks about it still. I mean, he probably does. Like when somebody's like, "What's the craziest fan experience you had?" Well, this employee at Nike grabbed a basketball. With a sticker that had the price tag on it, still asked me to sign it and bought the ball. Yeah, he probably Jump, still talks about it. What was the guy's name? Jumpman Bostic. That's yeah. His shout name. out to Jumpman Bostic. He was he was in there before too. That was cool. That was like that was like the height of my like me like flipping sneakers and stuff. So that's that was a, a big deal. That's a story like a summer story. I've just been like delaying. Your Jumpman Bostic story. I'm gonna do it. You know his he's you know he's from Detroit, right? 
Well, yeah. But he's like the biggest Jordan collector of all time. Well, yeah, but what's the story? Why? Oh, how oh, did you this? Mean, how like, did this do... kid? Yeah, like how gotcha. this guy from Detroit fall in love with Jordan and not the bad right. boys. Yeah. Yeah. You mean like a profile? Sorry, I thought. Yeah. You meant oh, like, yeah, yeah. Profile. I thought. You and were I just want to go like, to his basement. Yeah, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. He actually. Uh, I'm not gonna put him on blast. Uh, I'm not gonna blow up his spot. But yeah, he's he's actually around. That's interesting. Already, James. Like he has well, a normal you... day job. Obviously. Oh really? Yes. Oh, that must be nice. I wouldn't. I don't have one. <laughs> so, already, James, you got an album pick this week? Just go to your streaming service, uh, your streaming platform service of choice, and just type in MF Doom. Uh, if you've never yeah. listened to MF Doom, I recommend starting with uh, Mad Villainy um, and then go to Take Me to Your Leader. King Ghidra is the name on that. But, yeah, just MF Doom. It's his day. RIP to the GOAT. Uh, yeah. Bought the Fire Polo. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening you to this You don't have a Phoebe Bridgers? Well, no, I'm just out of respect. I'm just going to agree with yours. Okay. I just think that's the right thing to do. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a review. Subscribe. I just realized I wasn't recording that whole time. I'm, I hate when you do this because it's so easy to tell when you're fucking lying. All right. We will catch you guys. Get rolled. I sniped that perfectly. In the next one. Peace. Before, we ain't know what MCs look like until we went to the party and seen them rocking, you know what I'm saying, or seen them, you know, most of the time you see them rocking at a show before you even knew, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, before video, pre-video, you know, so, you know, you really was going off the sound of the record. Straight skills. Straight skills. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.